Beyond the Pillion is recorded on the traditional lands of the Kaurna people, and we would like to pay our respects to elders, past and present. Welcome to Beyond the Pillion. My name is Kahiwa Sabaya. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the chaotic one. And I'm Mark Drexler, he, him pronouns, and I'm the one you'll find in the shed at parties. <laughs> Particularly if there's motorbikes in there just kind of hanging out. Absolutely. I mean, why would you want to hang around with people when there's motorbikes and or possibly even dogs? Yep. Yeah, I'll probably end up out there, which is no disrespect to anybody. I mean, I don't get invited to parties, obviously, anymore. But for those people that I have where I've just kind of done that, then, yeah, no no offence, man. Absolutely not. No, today. Today we are uh, episode 19 and we have an absolute treat for you. Uh, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. We had a chance to grab some time with Remy Aloni, uh, the founder of Sheila's Shakedown. Um, And I think we've mentioned this pretty incredible event a few times in previous episodes. And Uh right now we are uh, just a few weeks away from the 2024 edition. Um, I'm excited uh, planning, planning the ride over um, right now as we speak. So this was a fantastic opportunity, I think, to find out a little bit more about how Sheila's came to be Mm. um, and get some advice for you, dear listeners, um, who might be thinking about it or not quite sure, um, straight from the the horse's mouth, so to speak. Mm. Yep. And as I sit here uh, looking at the clock and thinking in about an hour and a half, I'll be heading out on a group ride with about 50 other riders. And I'll take a punt right now that it's probably going to be about 45 to 48 of those are going to be men. Um, And I think as I reflect on that, then it kind of just highlights the importance of events like Sheila's to really broaden that riding Mm. community and create spaces that are really trying to, to, to drive that diversity. Absolutely. Uh, So exciting. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Remy. Right. Hi, welcome, Remy. I am so excited to have you here with us. Um, we have spoken a little bit about Sheila's Shakedown um, in previous episodes, so this is a absolute huge treat to be able to talk to you. For our listeners, Remy is the founder of the Australian iconic moto festival Sheila's Shakedown. Um, it's an epic yearly event that welcomes and empowers female, female identifying and non-binary moto enthusiasts for a weekend long festival of bikes, bands and babes held in rural Victoria. Uh, and the next one is coming up um, in the final weekend of February in 2024. And we are very excited. Thank you, Remy, for coming along. Thank you so much for reaching out. I love chatting bikes. I love chatting Sheila's. So, yeah, this is all very good. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, I wondered if you might be able to share a little bit about yourself um, with our listeners. You've got a, a wonderful presence um, for Sheila's Shakedown online, but you yourself are a little bit more of an enigma, um, and I'm fascinated to hear a little bit more about you and how that led to something like Sheila's coming to exist. Right. Well, I was never one of those people that like grew up around motorcycles. I never had any plan or intention of ever being into motorcycles. And I find that when people get asked, oh, how did you get into motorcycles? Everyone's got this really cool story about growing up on a farm and or their dad taught them and I just have I have nothing like I have no cool story my story is that I was dating a guy at the time Uh, this was like I don't know like 10 years ago or more Um, and he really wanted his motorbike license and he was like come on you got to get it with me you got to get it with me and I was just like no it's expensive and not into it and (laughs) Um, But then he just went and booked his license and I'm really competitive and got jealous. Mm. So then I just went and booked my license, but then I kind of ended up getting like really into it, like more than him and started (laughs) to like, I was like quite a strong rider um, from quite early on. Um, I just 
I guess from being on the road a lot, you know, um, in cars or whatever, I just felt confident on the road. Um, I handled the the machine well and it Mm. just blew up from there. And I I think I just started to really get into the culture of it. So I was going to like so many um, motorcycle rallies and events and parties. And then I started meeting people. And as, as most, any motorcyclist knows what, um, a, a phenomenally close and <laughs> brilliant community the motorcycle community is so yeah um yeah I got to a point where I was just starting to really feel the people around me and um you know felt like I was part of a community um and then Sheila's just sort of came about sort of later on I'd met all these really cool girls and um one of my um very good friends was running a really small women's um gathering Mm-hmm. And she couldn't be bothered doing it anymore. So she said, well, do you want to do it with my friends Riley and Jazz? And we were like, yeah, we'll take it on. But we were like, but we're going to take it to another level. So because mm. the Americas had like Babes Ride Out, the Dream Roll. Um, there was VC London group that were doing something in the UK. There was a, another group that was established in Europe. And we were like, Australia doesn't have like that girls motorcycle event. So we kind of just ripped off like what was happening in other countries, but we were like, but let's give it a real Aussie personality and Aussie flavor to the event. And so we really injected a lot of humor into the event and we didn't take ourselves too seriously, which I think is a very um, (laughs) Australian kind of vibe. Um, Yeah. So you look at the American events or the European events, it just doesn't have that, which is fine. Mm. Um, In fact, I think the American events like pull in, you know, 10 times more people than Sheila's does. But um, yeah, we just really wanted to own our own, um, little space and so yeah Sheila Shakedown was born. That's so exciting and because I've saw um in some of the articles online like the numbers have been growing quite you know significantly over the last few years that it started out as just like a a one-day thing is now like a a whole big weekend um kind of deal um what do you think is like the main reason that people come to Sheila's that you've either heard or that people have told you? Well, one thing that we do differently to um, the events that happen um, overseas is we allow um, all women, gender diverse, trans people to come even if they don't ride a motorcycle. Yeah. The idea is that you're just into the idea. Um, So there isn't that, we don't have that restriction. Also, we're Mm -hmm. Australia. We don't have the numbers um, like, say, the US have or whatever. Um, But I think it's such a unique space in that having a space that is predominantly women Mm. is a really, really unique, it creates such a unique energy. And it's like no other event that I've ever been to. It's like no other event any of the attendees have ever been to. And it's um, a very, very strong and empowering feeling Mm-hmm. Um, it's things just carry themselves a little bit differently than if you just go to a regular festival or party. Mm-hmm. And um, some amazing things have come from it. Not only have we encouraged so many more um, women and gender diverse people to get on bikes, but people have met their best friends there. People have met their um, their partners there. People have met their now <laughs> wives there. People have started businesses together who were met at Sheila's. Um, So it's just been this really amazing, collaborative, networky, brilliant, creative space that actually has literally nothing to do with me. It's like (laughs) attendees come and then that's what they create and do with the space. So Mm. um, it's very unique and it's very special and it's very sacred, I think, space. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I think one of the the things when I rocked up, so I I came over from Adelaide, um, so made the the trip cool. over, um, nice. and came over by myself. Um, so I was kind of tag teaming bike and car with with my partner. Um, he stayed in Ballarat for the weekend, and then I came uh, to Sheila's. 
what I, I felt is I think I'd never seen that many women, uh, non-binary, gender diverse people there you know, in and around motorcycles in one space before. It was, it was quite exhilarating, quite thrilling um, to be in a space like that with that many young women and basically non-men um, and to feel so comfortable and so safe and so included. It was uh, really eye-opening and quite heart-opening, actually, I think. Um, which, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I think a real testament to the space and to the people who um, obviously are attracted to the idea of, of Sheila's as well. Mm. Yeah, that's it. And, um, you know, I don't like to sort of pine on this point too much, but, you know, obviously, you know, there's so many subcultures and genres that are so male dominated. Mm. Um, and look, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think, yeah, it can feel really um, exhilarating when you finally go to a space um, that's usually predominantly um, male dominated and then you just get to see all these people, um, you know, who are like you, who are female, mm. who are into the same things. And, um, yeah, it's just a nice place, I guess, to to talk shop and, um, <laughs> and connect, you know, because really, I mean, isn't that what it's about, you know? Like, why else are we here, you know? We're just – it's about connecting with uh, each other. And, you know, Sheila's is a beautiful place to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was wondering, um, given, I suppose, uh, you know, it was my first time coming this year, I think I've managed to convince a few others from around Adelaide uh, to come. Do you have any tips for um, maybe first-timers who might be coming to Sheila's, uh, hopefully next year or possibly into the future? Yeah, I'll say there's no pressure to behave any kind of way at Sheila's there's no pressure to dress in a certain way and there's definitely no pressure to um, participate in anything the idea is that you come to Sheila's and you you create your own um, event in a sense like we have so many activities and things going on but if you're the type of person who just likes to chill out at your campsite and then do like <laughs> nice walks around the grounds like that's wholly encouraged I think some people um have a, an idea about that you come to Sheila's to get really wasted and like mm. have a massive party and like get tattooed and and take your top off and look you can do all those things um but you you certainly don't have to at all there's lots of different mm. activities that happen throughout the day um you can dance all night on the dance floor you can go to bed early um we have an arts and craft session that happens on the saturday you can get involved in that um i mean there, there's really no pressure to behave in any sort of certain way sheila's is for all people you don't have to be a punk or you don't have to be tattooed or you don't have to be yeah. into certain music granted um that is kind of like a lot of the bands are quite rock and punk that is more of our vibe i guess but you know it's it's for everyone um so it's it's just about finding your comfort zone um like to give you an example i'm the organizer i've been organizing it since its inception i've never taken my top off at sheila's i've never gotten tattooed at sheila's i don't take inebriates or get drunk at sheila's um some nights i go to bed really early um you know so yeah you can, i'd say it's really just you come to do what you feel comfortable doing mm. yeah yeah, I I definitely felt that way. Um, you're coming, particularly coming by myself. It, it didn't seem that mm. like there were too many other people who were there um, on their own, but it did absolutely feel like there were a lot of variety of ways to uh, engage and talk to people. There were lots of different things to do, and I think almost just permission to um, be, you know. However you wanted to be, obviously in a safe and consenting kind of way, um, mm. 
but yeah to if you wanted to be the kind of person who is kind of out there top off tits out um you know really embracing the shenanigans of the weekend that's cool um and if you're wanting to enjoy some music and a drink and a bit of a camp and chats with friends and there's also space to do that and you're know, looking around at the cool bikes and and cars and stuff there as well it it just felt like a very um inclusive and and freeing kind of of time to be with other people too and good on you for going by yourself um (laughs) we do encourage first timers and people who who do come by themselves um we always try and do like a a call out to say that you know this is a good space to do it um Mm. so far anyone who's ever come by themselves or has been a first timer we've gotten a really really positive response um I'm not sure. I mean, maybe some people found it really difficult and didn't have a good time, but I just, they, I haven't gotten mm. feedback from them. Um, but a lot of people have said that Sheila's is the perfect um, event and festival to go by yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I think it's a possibly a bit of a challenging thing for um, us, maybe for, for people who might be outside of Melbourne to if you're going by yourself and don't have a lot of friends or, or maybe aren't really sure what to expect, there could be that little bit of fear or uncertainty. But I, I do feel like um, something like that, like a call out or um, that lots of opportunities to to meet people, whether it's you know with the arts and crafts or with the the Sheila Olympics or um, you know just the the games and the karaoke and the the markets and stuff there there's plenty of opportunity to to get to know people but also I think absolutely no pressure um if that's not something that you're wanting to do either yeah and um we always like to do call outs so a few times we do have um women contact us saying oh I'm coming from the northern rivers by myself do you know of Mm. anyone um, and I always say, make a post or make a story mm. and I'll share that to the Sheila's yep. page. So that's happened a few times and then people connect, um, especially in other states, and end up writing uh, to Sheila's together. Um, so that's happened a few times. Um, maybe we need to do a bit more of an obvious post or something so people know that that is an option. Um, yeah, but we're more than happy to um, connect people. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that um, in the social media in the lead up to Sheila's this year, you know, the call out for people who might be travelling down from Brisbane yeah, and here's a couple of people join in and things like that, um, which yeah. I thought, again, was also great. And then seeing them actually arrive together um, uh, at the at the grounds um, was really really fun, and I thought a really great example of the community that I think can be forged through events like this, um, and also you know supporting people to be you know, that little bit brave to to make the trip maybe by themselves or uh, put the call out to say I'm, I'm here and I want to make some friends. <laughs> yeah, no, um, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I when I'm overseas or whatever, I love going to festivals by myself. You know, it's it's a it is it's scary and it's a big risk, but mm. I guess it's just the way that you kind of meet people and end up having like crazier stories. You know, things that you'll um, always remember. Yes, hundred mm. percent agree. Um, mm. Yeah. It, being being that little bit of brave and um, you know, doing the thing that might be a little bit scary, that's how you get the experiences that are um, really exciting and have the potential to to kind of change change how we how we live and how we move through the world. Which I think is yeah you know, for a lot of people is is similar to how they come in to riding motorcycles. A bit like how you shared um, you know not having many other people in your life who rode and then going well. I'm just going to do it anyway. Um, have I know quite a few people uh, who listen to this and also just in general who have come to motorcycling in that kind of way. I I wondered, given um, your experience and what you see with Sheila's, um, do you think there's anything that we could be doing more generally um, or as 
uh, you know, fellow riders to try and get more women riding motorcycles or to stay riding motorcycles, the ones who kind of get started and maybe get a bit spooked? Yeah, I think when it comes to riding and longevity of, of riding, it's really just it's bum on seat time. So, like, I know so mm. many women who get a bike, they get their licence, they're really excited about it, but then they don't ride because you know it is it is easy to let it go like let it lapse a bit especially in like you know melbourne winter time or whatever mm. um you'll just like opt for the car or you know you don't want to drive out in traffic today whereas if there are these rides that are happening even if it's once a month once every two months um if you get a good ride with a bunch of like mates um it kind of keeps that fire going. Mm, so it's yep. probably maybe just about actually having, creating rides to go on. Um, so groups that already exist to um, have them. And if they're not having them, someone, I guess, bold enough to just start a Facebook group or start a ride for people to go on, like any gender, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just it's it's keeping the rides going, the group rides. Um, I think that's what that's what hooks you, especially if you're a new rider and you don't really feel like you have the confidence or or much aspiration mm. to keep it going or something. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that idea of of finding community to kind of help build that or maintain that motivation and interest in writing um, and, you know, it sounds like also uh, potentially trying to find reasons to ride. So whether that's, you know, commuting, when can I ride instead of maybe taking the car um, if I've got both um, or how can I find people to ride with so I've got a reason to get on the bike on the weekend or something that, or when I'm not working. Mm. Yeah, that sounds neat. Um, I am conscious of, of our time and um, wanted to, to make sure that we, we keep this a that's bit fine. shorter. Yeah, we can um, keep going, that's fine. <laughs> so I, I wondered, um, what, something I kind of ask everybody who, who comes on the show uh, is a little bit about maybe you know, what bikes you have or, or bike um, and do you name your bikes? Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not very cool to be honest with you. Um, I only have one bike um, mm -hmm. at the moment and it's a uh, Kawasaki W800. Um, so any, I think it's a uh, 2016, so it's quite new. Mm -hmm. um, and anyone who doesn't know that bike, I basically say it's a Japanese version of a Triumph Bonneville. So it's that sort of naked, yeah, nice. classic um, English uh, racer-looking uh, mm -hmm. bike. Um, and I got that bike because I, back then, I, I do use, I still do sometimes use my bike for work. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted something that was reliable, um, that I could take fanging out in the mountains. I could take it on long trips. I could start it every morning for work and just know that I have no issues. And, um, yeah. yeah, so far it's provided, um, after all these years, it's, it's done me well. Um, I don't name my bikes. <laughs> I just don't, I, it just doesn't inspire me. I've never, I've never named one of my bikes before ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I had the time and the gumption and the money to, like, build something really stupid, then I might <laughs> name it something fun. Um, but, yeah, I've never been inspired to name my cars or bikes. Nothing against it. It's just it doesn't just doesn't come to me. That's why I do find people are either in the camp or not in the camp um, mm. and uh, have yet to work out and what is the, the personality trait or something that is more likely to indicate one person's in one camp or not yet, but I haven't got quite enough evidence. But I'm with you. I've got just the one bike. Um, uh, she's the only one that I need. She does all the things that I want to do, all the types of ride that I'm interested in, 
Um, although if I had a little bit more money, I might buy an adventure bike um, oh, to yeah. do some off-road things. But um, that's also about finding uh, you know the commu- that community, which is just a little bit different to the kind of road group riding community too. So it that's really okay. Is. And we've tried to get those girls over to Sheila's mm. and some have come and some still do come. Yeah. But it hasn't, it hasn't really latched that strongly. Like, so, like, you know, I'd say, oh, man, like, I'd say, like, 85% of the riders that come to Sheila's or even more are, like, road, um, yeah, riders. Yeah. Or, I think I I probably would have clocked um, when I did a bit of a wander around earlier this year. Maybe like seventy eighty percent were probably cruiser style, mm-hmm. or you know a bit like yours, that kind of modern classic um, style of bike, um, uh, and then a small handful of maybe more sports tourers or sports bikes, a bit like mine, um, and then a, a handful of dirt or adventure bikes. Um, which mm. I thought was very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we definitely uh, tend to be that kind of cruiser chopper kind of yeah. event. It feels like that's really, um, that's like a heavy theme. And again, like anything from Sheila's like that kind of comes about organically. So I, I think maybe that's like a, a Melbourne thing or because we're so close to Melbourne or what's actually um, – you know, influence that. Mm. Um, but obviously Harley Davidson um, is our, our is our main sponsor as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots of Harleys, a lot of Harley lovers. So, oh, I mean, they are all absolutely gorgeous bikes. And, and I wondered if it might be about the, yeah, because it's, yeah, that little bit of ride out of, say, Melbourne and quite a few people that I talked to were from Melbourne and surrounds. Um yeah, maybe not as many people want to be sitting on a dirt bike or a, a sports bike, a super sport bike for the hour and a bit ride up from Melbourne, um, which I could understand. Look, hey, <laughs> I've got I've got friends, um, close friends who come to the event every year who have got some of the sickest like custom like yeah. survivor bikes and choppers, like amazing, and they just don't want to bring them to Sheila's a lot of the time because, like, they break down a lot, you know, and they're just like, well, I just want to be able to get there and back, you know, safely yeah. and soundly and feel confident in that. So then they just get their, you know, their their daily or whatever um, yeah. and bring that to Sheila's. So, I mean, we're always trying to encourage the cool bikes. We're like, bring your weird, you know, bikes. Um, but, you know, people want to feel like they can actually get to the event, you mm. know. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think the people that I spoke to, you know, about probably, you know, maybe about half, two-thirds road, um, but not everyone rode there. Um, yeah, a couple of people had never ridden before but just kind of wanted to be there for the vibes and, um, mm. you know, a little bit similar to I think what you were saying earlier, you know, just trying to make a space. Not everyone has to be a rider um, but interested in that kind of world or, uh, you know, the the things alongside it that everyone is welcome um, and it just felt like a really lovely inclusive space and, and I hope that next year um, is going to be as exciting and fun as this year was. And well done to both you um, and your partner for um, making the trek across. That's awesome <laughs> from both of you. That was cool that he, you know, did that with you and then um, politely stayed in the the next city over. And um, uh, yeah, that's really impressive that you came by yourself. That's really inspiring. And, oh, thanks. Uh, and it's really cool that you're now coming back and you're coming back um, with a, a crew, is that right? Or Yeah, so uh, organising a, a small little crew um, from Adelaide, uh, so girlfriend and um, a couple of others as well. Um, and then I know that the Adelaide or the South Australia chapter of the Leaders are also organising a group over, a bigger group as well um, from Adelaide and then kind of coming straight back. Uh, but I think our plan is probably uh, to come back via the Great Ocean Road, um, nice. which is just lovely. So yeah. that'll be exciting to do the whole thing on bikes next year. Very cool. Very cool. 
Yeah, that's great. And um, yeah, I did feel just like over social media, just a little bit of a um, of an energy coming from yeah South Australia, Adelaide this year, and I was like sick. That's good. Cool. Like sometimes, yeah, like sometimes you feel a really strong Queensland you know, mm. like thing and other times there's like heaps of Sydney girls coming or whatever. And yeah, I've just had a few people reach out and I'm like, okay, this is a bit of an Adelaide South Australia thing. That's cool. Like nice. Um so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I think it should be really fun. Um before we finish up, um, is there anything else that you would like to say um either about Sheila's or about writing in general? I was going to say no, not really, but I guess like like I said I'm I'm in my 40s, so I'm like 42 and I only started writing like maybe like 10 years ago or something. So um you know, that's a just I'm a latecomer, you know. Um but literally when I first started writing, there weren't that many women around. Like I go to events and there were always like the like of the girlfriends of or like you know mm. an active sort of person maybe sitting on the back of the bike or whatever and then you know i i met some women with some strong personalities i have a very strong personality um we like to throw our weight around a bit especially back then at the time <laughs> turning up to events and like having the best time and 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 now that's just like the norm, which is mm. awesome. Like, you know, like Sheila's has been going for like eight years now and more and more women and gender diverse people are getting on bikes. And if there's a biker event, it's like nearly 50-50 now. Like it's just really grown and um, it's it's a beautiful thing to see. And um, yeah, I, I just feel... I feel really proud, <laughs> like not proud of me. I, I feel almost like I'm a mum. Like I just feel really <laughs> proud of all these, like especially these young women who are just like, just mm. so fucking cool and confident and sick and turning up to stuff and riding bikes. And it's, um, it's just a beautiful thing to see. I absolutely agree. I've, I've been writing for a little over five years now. And um, I think the number of women uh, and and gender diverse people who attend an event is definitely increasing. Um, one of the things that I really love um, seeing it's absolutely the the kind of young young women and non-binary people who um, just kind of come in and get going. Also, really love the stories of women and uh, trans women and non-binary people in their kind of 40s and 50s who've just decided, you know what, this year is it, I'm going to do it. I've been wanting to for so long um, and who for a variety of reasons haven't and then they just decide, yep, this is it, it's happening, um, I'm getting my licence, I'm getting a bike, I've always wanted this and I have so much respect for them because uh, that, that would be, I can imagine it would be pretty scary. Um, that's a really that, good point. Yeah, time That's in your really life as well. Point. I just, I love that Sheila's um, and obviously invites uh, women of all ages to mm -hmm. come to the event. So, I mean, my mum comes all the time. She's in her 70s. We have women in their 60s obviously 50s 40s so you get 80s it doesn't it doesn't matter um i'll say majority of the people who come to sheila's are 20s and 30s mm. um but you know we really encourage uh people of all ages to come to our event and if you are over 60 and you're listening to this um please contact us because we will give you a special um seniors code to get a discount off the ticket as well awesome mm. I'd love it. I love it. All right. Um, I think that that's, uh, I've taken more than enough of your evening. Um, thank you so much, Remy, for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I cannot wait to see you and everybody else at Sheila's in just a few months' time. It's yeah, be really so looking forward to it. Thank you so much for chatting. I appreciate it. You're welcome.
Well, that was that that was fantastic. That was great to hear that. Um, and yeah, as I reflect on it, it's really exciting to think that this year I won't be driving a shotgun for you as you <laughs> as you ride across, but that you're going to be going across with with your girlfriend and with probably several other other riders as well, uh, which I think is just really exciting that. Uh, that momentum is growing and it sounds like you are all going to have a fantastic time. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, and I think yeah, it's going to be quite a different experience this year. Um, partly with the ride over. So, Hmm. um, yeah, this will be absolutely the longest ride that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and also not having that same sense of, I think, safety, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of having the car there just in case, things like that. Mm-hmm. But also, um, yeah, getting to go over with with a bunch of friends. Um, I think that's going to be really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, I know there is another group coming from Adelaide who are heading over separately. But, you know, make, being able to be there and know people. <laughs> Not be Nigel no mates this year. Um, that's that's going to be really great. I'm really, really looking forward to that for sure. And you'll get a weekend off, Mark. I will work out something <laughs> to do. Probably go for a ride. <laughs> or, yeah, play with all of the motorbikes in the shed. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll find something to fill the time in. <laughs> no, but that was – it was great having that chance to to talk to Remy um, mm. and yeah, and hear a little bit more about how Sheila's came to be. Um, what were some of the things that uh, I suppose spoke to you, Mark, mm-hmm. um, listening to that conversation? I think the – so the, the first one was the focus on it being almost a, a sacred space for women and the gender diverse community and not just for those who are already riding, but those who are just liking the idea of motorbikes. And mm. I think one of the phrases that jumped out was, uh, or that uh, talking about, about how there's you don't have to do everything there um, come to do what you feel comfortable doing and I think that's fantastic because again speaking from from a a male perspective going to going to events and group rides like that is something that um, I don't go to all that many group Mm. rides and I rarely go to to events because the different factions that exist within the motorcycling communities the broader motorcycling community sometimes that can be quite difficult to work out okay am i actually going to have fun if i go along to this thing or are these really we ride bikes but beyond that no i'm probably not going to enjoy it so i thought that was one really um excellent point that was made and only makes me slightly envious uh, that there aren't similar <laughs> focus things for the broader motorcycle community because at least in, in South Australia, they all tend to be quite niche and quite focused, uh, whereas mm. this doesn't sound that way, which is brilliant. Yeah, it, it definitely, I think, is quite exciting. And it was really, um, I think, heartening to hear directly from Remy that idea that you can you can come and you can engage in as much or as little as you want. Um, yeah. And I think that, hopefully addresses I think some of the um, not concerns but just just points that I think I've heard some people talk about when I've discussed Sheila's with them you know they've had a look at the the pictures online and thought oh there's there's a lot happening there I'm not sure Mm. that that's for me Um, so hopefully that's kind of reassuring that yeah this is an opportunity to you know to maybe push to the edge of your comfort zone possibly in like a mm-hmm. safe space mm-hmm. but absolutely you know everyone has that autonomy and that choice to be able to engage in as much as little as you want mm-hmm. um, which I think is really lovely oh, I think I think it's fantastic I think it's a it's a blueprint really for how we should be mm-hmm. thinking about a lot of a lot of um, motorcycling events in in particular that uh, you know, maybe it comes back to to in- inclusive design possibly. Absolutely. Fits within yeah. <laughs> that broader space of designing for inclusivity just to say, come and be who you are and enjoy yeah. uh, enjoy the experience as you find things enjoyable, which I think is fantastic. Yep, for sure. The other one that I wanted to call out, and this uh, for those of you who aren't aware, 
Um, Kahira and I both spent quite a few years working in education broadly, but mostly in higher mm. education. And uh, part of my jobs in the last, oh, I don't know, five, six, seven years of, of that career was looking at uh, how or what some of the factors are that contributed to the likelihood of a student once they start studying in a university or, or the vet sector, uh, the um, vet or community education, whatever you want to call it, sector, uh, what keeps them connected. And... Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think we talked about, you know, what keeps them... Um, Connected to the learning experience, yeah, you know, more likely to to complete their education. Yeah, that's one of the things that is really a, a hot topic um, mm. within our education outside of kind of compulsory education for yeah. sure. Yep, and particularly for and and this is where it starts to have a real crossover. Some of the highest at risk groups in those environments were people who are what's called first in family. So they're the first person in their family that had attempted a, a post-compulsory education, educational piece. Uh, very often they would be from groups that just hadn't always been in that space of, of being educated at a higher level, uh, which in motorcycling terms, listening to the, the interview, um, talking about the people that had grown up riding riding bikes on mm. farms and they were always a part of yeah. it or their dad had ridden or somebody else had ridden. So a big part of education is saying for those people who come in via a pathway that's not just a very easy one where you are within your people pretty much straight away, trying to look at how do those people stay engaged in those early, what are the most high risk points of dropping out in education? Mm. And I think it is similar within the motorcycling community as well to say that when you are brand new, it is incredibly daunting if you don't have good people around you to help you out. Yeah. And I, I would argue that probably one of the biggest times that you are likely to just say, no, it's all too scary and hard is in those first, you know, first weeks or months after you've made the first step and then you, you hit a blocker, you don't know anybody to talk to and you just say, no, too, too hard, put it in the corner, yep. walk away. So that is where I see communities and events like Sheila's as being so important to try and create that connection and that community as a way of um, not necessarily attracting people in because I think a lot of people getting into motorcycling, they want to get into it, but helping them get through that first little difficult phase by feeling connected, supported, like they're part of a community. So to me, that is why things like like Sheila's is so important. And also that's really what we're trying to do here. We're trying to create some form of community and support for people in a similar situation. Yeah. And I think the, the other aspect of that, the, the thing that makes connection and community actually really valuable is that that's where you learn all the unspoken things or the unspoken yeah. rules, yep. all of the assumed knowledge that people already in the community think mm -hmm. everybody just knows. Yep. Um, and it's similar in education and I think it's similar in motorcycling, you know, all of the things about what is what's what makes common sense when you're hmm. parking or moving or buying a bike or selling mm -hmm. a bike or you know thinking about group rides and long rides yep. that unless you actually have someone share with you um it's it's i think quite unreasonable to assume that everybody knows that as mm. as common sense yep. and so yeah similarly that's where you know the reason why why we started this um was to share some of that knowledge that some people i think um haven't realized that they've they've picked it up along the way somewhere and not everybody mm. knows that um and it's when you build community and connection, that's one way of, of getting that information too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. The, the obvious is only obvious once it's obvious to you. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, no, actually, that's not obvious. That's really, yeah, opaque. Uh, yeah. So I think yeah. just on that, um, yeah, I think I, I want to do a bit of a shout out to um, a, 
you know, a new friend, friend of, of mine and now yours who newish to writing a bunch of different things that she, she didn't know um, and, you know, about riding her bike and cleaning and preparing it and mm. you know, possibly getting it ready to sell um, and yeah, we were able to, to go and spend a little bit of time with her to help her get ready to do that um, and I think for her that connection, that community, that opportunity to learn um, in a safe kind of space has mm. been um, pretty fundamental hopefully to her staying writing and not giving up. Um, so Certainly yeah, hope so. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then the, the importance as well, uh, which probably ties back to Sheila's, of once you are past a lot of those barriers, then being willing to share your time to pay that forward yeah. to then say you actually kind of do have a responsibility to help the next generation of riders wherever they're coming from to get over some mm. of those some of those initial barriers as people have helped you before yeah so but i'm getting preachy now <laughs> what else did you hear from um, the from the recording from that the interview uh, sorry? i think what i one of the things that i really liked um that Remy kind of touched on with Sheila's is that there's it's a space for people who ride all sorts of different kinds of bikes mm. um, that I think a lot of uh, clubs, a lot of festivals, a lot of events, at least that I've, that I've seen, I haven't been a part of very many, mm-hmm. um, will tend to have a, a particular type of rider or bike or ride style in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, I really liked about Sheila's when I was there and I think that Remy touched on was just a different, it's a space for different types of rides, different maybe factions <laughs> of the motorcycling mm. community um, and, yeah, that this is intended to be a space where um, if you've got any kind of interest in any kind of motorcycle-ish adjacent things, then this is a space for you um, and I think that's also really, really nice as well. Um, you know, being someone who doesn't ride a cruiser, um, it feels really nice to be able to be in a space where that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the slightly disappointing things about some elements of the motorcycle community that seem mm. to be uh, a little bit more that, well, yeah, if, if you don't like this type of bike or this brand of bike, then, yeah, well, I'm not going to talk to you because why would I? Mm. Um yeah, whereas, I don't know, I'm much more of an advocate of saying if it's got two wheels, then, yeah, great, um, good, it's interesting, it's different, it's it's all a part of that same that same loosely coupled collective of people that are into, into bikes. And, and no doubt there's somebody there uh, with, a, with a Can-Am saying, hey, what about things with three wheels? I was just thinking that, are you okay. being Tricity exclusive, Look, we, excluding? <laughs> we love Tricities, we love Can-Ams. Um, I wouldn't ride one, but more power to anybody who does uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason that, that they do. It's like in the cycling community, there's always somebody that rocks up on a recumbent. Um, yeah, there's always one. So, no, really, um, yeah, that diversity and that inclus- inclusivity, mm. I think, is what makes it interesting and having that very closed mindset of uh, wherever, yeah, unless you ride a particular style or brand, to me, just makes no sense. Um, not looking mm. at any groups in particular. <laughs> I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, no. Um, <laughs> I think the the other thing that was really interesting, really heartening, um, talking to Remy, and that feels similar to at least what I feel like I've noticed over the last few years, is just that there are more and more women and gender diverse people who are getting into motorcycling, mm. um, and I think that is that is only a good thing. Yep. Um, the more uh, people who are not men who are riding, then the more um, variety that we're likely to have in terms of gear and hopefully one day bikes um, that you know will cater to people maybe of shorter heights, um, smaller statures. That would be really really nice um, to have a little bit more variety there, um, and I think it also means that. The, the women and gender diverse people who are riding 
feel more confident, more invited, hmm. more likely to feel like this is for them, um, you know, less likely to have maybe a feeling that uh, you're having to, to fight or, hmm. you know, create or, or take up space. It can just be a place where, where we are. Um, and I think that would be really lovely. And I think, as I said before, that really is what we are trying to help with here by doing mm. the, by doing this podcast. Uh, so yeah. we, we hope it's helping. We hope it's helping someone, <laughs> some some ones, <laughs> ideally more than one person out there. So hmm. ideally, ideally, that's all right. Hmm. <laughs> now, what have we got next? What are we going to talk about next in the next episode? Gamer? Next. Um, well, I'm still a little bit obsessed uh, thinking about Sheila's checkdown and uh, preparing for the ride over. It's it's fairly front of mind at the moment. Um, so we are going to build on um, episode 13 where we talked about how to prepare your bike mm-hmm. um, and the things to think about when planning a route on a longer ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and so next episode, um, we're going to focus a little bit more on what gear to pack mm. for a long ride, um, such as that trip from Adelaide to Belan or, or any other longer distance rides where you might be away from major cities. Mm. Some of those things to kind of think about. Um, and we'll probably also continue to share a little bit more about um, the specifics of what we're doing to prepare for our ride over to Sheila's, which will be... Um, I think all up close to a good twenty hours ish in the saddle there and back. So it'll um, be yeah, it'll be getting close to it. Given that you're going the longer mm. the, the longer way home, I think when I yeah. did did all the equivalent of that, then yeah, it ended up being about sixteen hundred kilometers, which is about a thousand miles uh, mm. for any of our US listeners rest of the world in kilometers but anyway um yeah so about a thousand miles so yeah you, you are going to rack up quite a few hours in the saddle and you are yep. not going to be able to even though you have decked out your bike as a touring rig now um you're still <laughs> going to be quite limited in what you can take on a longer ride yeah so yeah look forward to that one that should be excellent uh, and can't wait to share with you all the thinking on that mm-hmm. um, and feel free to you know, drop any comments um, to us about what you think about in terms of preparing for a long ride or your thoughts about Sheila's. But please, until next time, ride safe and have fun. Beyond the Pillion is brought to you by Kahiwa Sabaya and Mark Drexler and Woman Moto, the online magazine for women motorcyclists. Go to womanmoto.com. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Beyond the Pillion. Drop a comment or send us a DM to let us know what you want to hear more about. And if you like this episode, please leave a review or tell a friend.